Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What What the the Flock. And today we have Ashley Freckleton coming at you from Australia. Down under. Down under. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, guys. Hey, it's so nice to be here and so great to finally meet you both. Yeah. Now, exactly what town are you in again? Maybe walk us through where you're at in Australia. It's called Horsham. So it's sort of a midway point between Adelaide and Melbourne. So down, think down south. Uh, hang on. I've got, I'm so bad with my north south. <laughs> um, south east, southeast okay. Australia in Victoria. If you know the states, it's in oh, Victoria. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So it's a country town out in the sticks. It's not really in the sticks, but it's it's pretty rural. I love it. Well, we get to enjoy your accent. Yeah. <laughs> for the next couple episodes here, which I told Hoyt I was a little jealous of. So I had the pleasure My, of talking um, to you yesterday and got to hear your lovely accent and get to know you a little bit. But um, you probably think we have an accent, right? Of course. Of do. course you have an accent. Yeah. I don't have one. You guys do. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I'm the very... Thing with the American, the American accent, you guys actually say your R's, your R sounds, yeah. whereas right. we just... We just use a vowel. We just say, ah, ah, we're lazy. We're lazy. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Almost a little Bostonian yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Yes. Did that trigger something? Were mm. you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, just that the Boston accent are notorious for their saying car. Yeah. Yeah. Pop the car. Exactly. Yeah. We said that at the same time. Okay, Ashley. Well, I'm so excited to share you with our audience. Like I said, we got to chat yesterday. um, And Hoyt's going to officially introduce you in a second. But I'm going to start with our quote of the day. You ready? Yeah. All right. There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing. Say nothing. Be nothing. And that's by Aristotle. So on that note, I'll pass it. Never heard of him. Yeah, Yeah, that guy. Okay. That guy. (laughs) Great shell. I love that. Right? Made me think of you, Ashley. So there you go. So here, let me me properly introduce you now, Ashley. Um, So Ashley Freckleton is a speech language pathologist and an ex-culty who created the Instagram page Cultivate Awareness, which is how I found Ashley. So you guys who think that social media doesn't work, it works. And, uh, you know, on that page, she creates infographics and thought provoking images to raise awareness of cult dynamics, psychological abuse and coercive control. Currently, she is studying psychology through Monash. Am I saying that correctly? Monash University in Australia? Monash. Monash. Okay. And is driven by her mission to broaden public understanding of the psychology of cults and coercive control. Ashley hopes to raise awareness about cultic groups and the tactics they use to pull and pull people into joining. She is always guided by her modus operandi, prevent harm and help heal. Mm, Welcome to the show, Ashley. Yay. Crowds crowds going crazy. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, this is, this is exciting. Um, I, I, I saw your stuff on Instagram and I immediately got captivated by some of the uh, ideas and concepts we were throwing out there. And I said, God, I would love to uh, find out more about you. And then, of course, I did a little research and I reached out to you and I'm so glad you're here now. 
um, uh, as I always say, us cult survivors need to stick together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we're a growing, yeah. we're a growing community, and uh, it's just nice to kind of meet someone down uh, in your part of the world. We haven't had anyone from Australia yet. So no. We, oh, really? Yeah. First time. You're yeah, the so, first. Uh, yeah. We're uh, popping our cherry right now <laughs> with Australia. Nice. So, nice. Uh, so, Loving well, this. Ashley, share what you shared the other day or yesterday about um, you were mentioning the podcast to someone and they said they were listening. I wanted you to share that with Hoyt. Yes. So I was out for dinner with, um, with some medical students. Long story how that happened, but I hadn't met them before. So um, it was the first time I'd met them and I mentioned the podcast to them and there's like, oh, what's it called? And I said, well, the flock. And then she said, oh, I listened to that. I really enjoy that podcast. I listened to it on Spotify. I was like, no way. So you guys have a pretty big reach. Oh, good. That's so oh, happy to hear that. That yeah. is a nice little thing to hear. Super encouraging. So, so yeah. along the lines of that, um, where we, where we generally love to start the story is kind of setting up the scene of where you were kind of, um, in your life when all this started to unfold. It's kind of the idea that we talk about mm -hmm. the perfect storm. You know, uh, I think, People Perfect don't really time. understand um, how these things happen. And it really helps to kind of say, you know, kind of who you are and then where you were in your life at that time and, and how this kind of came in uh, to kind of remedy kind of where, you know, some things that you were possibly looking for or whatever. I mean, I know you had mentioned some things in some of your articles, kind of you had moved to a new city and things like that. So so just kind of let, let us kind of hear a little about who you are and then, and then, uh, where where this all kind of started at that point at what point in your life well and maybe with the caveat give us a little um maybe set the framework for what you can and cannot share with an overview of why there's certain things you're not able to share at this point later you can but not right now sure perfect i really love this analogy of the perfect storm because that's really what it is isn't it that's mm -hmm. something yeah. i've talked about in some of my posts about there's no personality profile for a cult recruit because at some mm. point in their life, everybody would fit the profile. There's just this massive um, misunderstanding that people are stupid or mm -hmm. um, weak, gullible. you know, lack intelligence right. or weak or that sort of thing. And it's, it's not that at all. It's actually the perfect storm. You create the perfect set of circumstances and mm -hmm. anybody could fall victim to this, these, these tactics. And that's exactly what happened with me. I mean, I fit the profile of, of a person who, I mean, the personality traits that might make me more vulnerable to that was that I have a high openness to experience. I'm very open-minded and I love to try new things. Mm -hmm. um, and I had... <laughs> I'd quit my job in Australia, moved overseas to do the, the very popular thing here in Australia, the two-year working holiday, the Youth Mobility Scheme visa. <laughs> nice. So nice. I went over there to do my two-year stint and I, in that process I, I was in a breakup of a relationship. Um, so mm -hmm. I had to, to break up with my boyfriend at the time to actually do that. So I was grieving that loss sure. as well as sure. embracing the new the new opportunities and what was to come. Mm. And I was in a new city. I didn't know anybody. I actually got a job not in London, quite far out, about an hour out of London. So I didn't really have a social network around me. I 
was going through a huge transition in my life, which is that key thing that is it Margaret Singer yeah, that talks about exactly. life blip, this exactly. kind of uh, developmentally normal crisis or life transition sort of phase. Mm-hmm. And I have always been a very deeply spiritual person. It's something that I've explored and taken deep dives into, especially when I was at university. And, but a lot of the stuff that I was diving into was a lot of the kind of new age, new agey sort of stuff. I was learning a lot about, um, the chakra system and, Mm. um, but then also like the sciencey side of things. I was learning a lot about meditation, a lot about mindfulness. I just downloaded the calm app and I was really taking a deep dive into mindfulness practices. Okay. Great. Really getting on the yoga bandwagon. I'd, I'm a dancer, so I love movement. Movement is very calming for me, very cathartic. So yoga was, I loved yoga so much. And part of me misses yoga and the other part of me is like, I just can't do it right now. Yeah. And I had this pull of like, I need to know more. I want to know more. I felt like I was on this kind of spiritual journey and I kept having these breakthroughs and new understandings. I was reading Eckhart. Um, I don't know how to say Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Is it yeah. Tolle? Tolle. Yeah. Tolle. Some say Tolle, some say Tolle. Right, yeah. I, yeah. Um, he, his book, I was reading through that, but yeah, The Power of Now and having a lot of spiritual conversations, especially with my dad. He's very much on the same wavelength with me, so I was able to have a lot of talks to him about it, but I didn't have really any friends that were quite as invested in a spiritual journey as I was, so I wasn't, there wasn't there weren't a lot of people that I could have these conversations with hmm. or anyone really. And right. I especially it was it was quite a source of friction in my relationship, my previous relationship actually, because I would want to talk about, you know, these these Deep books things. that I'd read about, you know, near death experiences and that were written by, you know, some there was a book written by a man who used to be an atheist and he started writing this book about near death experiences after he had one. And I was really interested in numerology and it just didn't, he just wasn't into it. It just didn't resonate with him. And he had a very, um, and you know, I have a lot more of a skeptical mindset around things as well. He had a probably a healthy degree of skepticism or a high degree at at Hmm. least. So we would have a lot of arguments over that. And I felt very unseen. I felt very kind of dis kind of disregarded that, Oh, you think that I'm stupid and you don't, believe in any of this stuff and I was seeking people that would kind of get me and understand mm-hmm. wow. and have that yep. that interest as well mm-hmm. um but then I forgot this caveat that we were talking about Shell so I can't share the name of the organization today that will stay under wraps yeah but there's various reasons for that um one of them being they they're pretty adamant that they will take legal action against anyone that tries to speak out against them. And they have done in the past. So uh, for your protection guys, I mean, I feel like if you want to, if you want to try and put a lawsuit on me as a first, first hand victim, I'd love to see them try, but I would just hate for them to kind of come after you Mm -hmm. um, as the, the kind of the broadcasting platform who knows how these things happen, but give it time. Um, you know, it's I will coming. Be able to talk about it a lot. It's coming. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's coming. coming. Time for stay tuned, right? That's stay right. tuned. Mm-hmm. Watch this face. Um, I, I feel like I, I will be able to talk about them specifically at some point. There's lots of things going on in the background. I'm working on various different 
projects with different networks and I'm really invested in this journey of wanting to prevent harm, first of all, and help heal for Mm. those that have already been harmed. And part of that preventing harm is to raise awareness of who this organisation is and to stop the abuse in its tracks because I cannot sit on my hands and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I can't. And and a lot of people have said that to me as well. They're just kind of like, I think people are kind of waiting for me to kind of move on. They're like, oh, you know, maybe after you've finished, you know, all these different things that you're doing, <laughs> then you'll finally be able to move on. And it's like, oh, people are kind of thinking I need to get over this. They're kind of like, can you move on now? And I'm like, I can't move on right? until no. I know I've done everything in my power Oh, I, I know. I know exactly. Stop it. My my family, I think, keeps looking at me that same way. Like, uh, when are you going to get past all this uh, <laughs> cult stuff? I'm yeah, like, never. I, it, it, I just, I mean, I, I, I think not unlike like you're describing, you almost feel a, a duty and a compulsion to mm-hmm. tell the tale yeah. because uh, why why go through it and then keep these insights just to yourself? It just doesn't make sense to me. So, um, exactly. And it makes meaning out of something that seems so senseless. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. That's a, there's, yeah. there's method to the madness. Right. And yeah. with what you're doing, hopefully, which I believe you will, inhibiting them to, from doing it to other people in the future. Exactly. There is that duty exactly. there of, yeah, using your voice to yeah. hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both, because- both, both you and Shell are in these uh, camps where the group still exists. You know, Correct. I'm lucky that uh, our group was smaller and, and uh, I was able to help facilitate taking that down. So I, I can I can certainly empathize with that desire for that group well, to stop doing harm. And Hoyt also, you 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 tackled it legally, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, which is very similar. So he he did tackle it legally. And I would well. love to go down that avenue one uh, way, yeah. uh, one way or another someday. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. You never Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Okay, so pick up so where you were. So... Yeah, so I was um, I was living in a town called Sittingbourne, which is on the east, north, south, east, west. Never eat soggy wheat bix. Is that the analogy you guys use? To <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was on the east. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I love it. Really that's, that's adorable. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was living on the east coast in a town, and I was working as a speech and language therapist, as they called there. Had a wonderful job, really loved the job that I was doing. And I had to come back to Australia um, for my brother's wedding, which I was really excited about. And I thought, well, before I do that, I will do a big travel in Europe. And then how cool if I maybe go for a month to India and just meditate and practice yoga and just be fully invested in this kind of spiritual yogic journey. Imagine the personal growth and the insights I'll get and I'll just be such a so much of a better person you know sure sure I was thinking that's that's what I want to do and I was talking about it and it was fixated in my mind that's what I was going to do and I was talking about it to family members and my brother actually said a few times oh why don't you reach out to my friends they're really into yoga and that sort of thing they've been to India and I sort of was like oh yeah cool but I won't do that and then it came up again and and it sort of you mentioned these people again and I was like oh Maybe I will then. And then later on it came up again. So I messaged these friends that are sort of family friends. Like we we come from a small town, so everyone's lives kind of cross and intermingle. Mm -hmm. It's it's really cool, It's but it's it's definitely a different dynamic. Like everyone knows everyone. Right. Right. So 
family friend, but also my brother's friends, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And Ash, Ash, how old were you at this time? 25. Okay. Okay. Oh, was I 25? Was I 24? I think I was 25. Okay. So mid-20s. Yeah, it was my quarter-life crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I just made sure it was a really well, we, big we, one. And, and, and as most of these things are, starting with the best of intentions, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. best of intentions. Yeah. You know, you're reading these books about the world, you know, awakening and raising to a higher awareness. And, you know, it's your duty to jump on the bandwagon and, and support the cause, you <laughs> yes. know, help people wake up, be a inverted commas light worker, you know, like, yeah, I was like, that's me. I see 11-11 right. all the time, you know, <laughs> right. that's me. Yeah, and I messaged the same message to two people. And it was the same. I literally cut and pasted the name out, like swapped the names out and sent them the same message. And unbeknownst to me, both of them were, at the time, both of them were in the cult Mm. and they were kind of devoting their lives to supporting the organization. They're actually doing a lot for them in terms of like building structures for them and really invested. One of them came back to me and said, Here's a, and came back to me quite quickly and said, here's a bunch of places um, you can go in India, you know, go to Dharamshala and there's this place and that place. I recommend doing this. All these recommendations at me. And I was like, cool, thanks for the insights. The other one didn't reply for about a month or so. But when he did, he was like, why do you want to practice yoga? What is yoga? What is the meaning of life? And I was like, ooh, well, now that you've asked, <laughs> I got thinking about it. And we got talking and from there it just snowballed and it was the first person that I had met that I just, I felt so understood and I mm. felt so seen, mm-hmm. especially because I've, I've grown up, I was raised Catholic. So I was raised <clears throat> going to church every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and even though it is really common in cults for somebody to have, I think, rejected religion in some way. And I definitely didn't, I wouldn't say I rejected religion, but I, it, the there was a lot of things that didn't really resonate with me, right? Especially yeah, right. after I'd been on a trip to Spain and I'd seen all of the the th- the learnt about the history and everything. Yeah. So, and I was really drawn to, especially drawn to this idea of reincarnation, which is not part of Catholic theology. No, and I was, it's not. You know, especially, it, it used to be, but that they got rid of it. They got rid of back it. in the day. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they? Oh yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a whole okay. other chapter yeah the council of nicaea back mm-hmm. in i think the 500s they eliminated wow, reincarnation whole, from the bible yeah that's a whole podcast series there right there <laughs> Watch out. right yeah well if, if you yeah, have if you have so, multiple lifetimes you can't control someone very well but correct. if you only have one right and here are the a rules lot more at stake. and either you follow the rules or you're going that. to hell right. pretty good system one chance pretty good system one yeah. shot yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and so there were things like that where I was like, I was so drawn to this idea of reincarnation and didn't fit the mold of, of what I was being taught and very open to ideas. But anyway, so, but I also am very comfortable with the word God. And, right. you know, I would meet so many people that would say, I don't believe in God. And I'd say, don't you? And then we'd have these conversations and they'd talk about, oh, I believe in like a, you know, a higher intelligence, or I believe that there's like an order right. to the universe. And I was like, so who's the order? Who who makes the order? And they're <laughs> right. like, the universe. And I was like, gotcha, that's God, same thing. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> no one, but like people are so uncomfortable with that word, right? Yeah, like yeah. people don't people don't want to say the word, and and when you talk to people, you realize that they might actually have a concept of of God, but they just don't call it that. They recontextualize it to something else, which is which is fine. But at the time, I didn't I didn't really understand that mm-hmm. so well. Um, but this friend, this guy, he he was really comfortable with the word God, and he and because the the cult was kind of a syncretic blend of like Hinduism, Buddhism, and then it, because of their roots of where it came from, also I think it was Catholicism, definitely Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really heavy Christian influence there, mm. so he would talk about God while also talking about reincarnation, while also talking about Jesus. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the first person I've ever <laughs> met who just yeah. gets me, gets you know? It. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just felt so seen and I just, and he really took the time with me as well. Like we talked for hours and hours about these topics that I didn't feel like I could talk to with anyone and give, mm. he'd sort of give me books to read and and don't know whether he did this intentionally or not, but no conversations were ever left finished. There was always a conversation was always left as like, we'll get back to that or that's for next time or there'd sort of be like a cliffhanger or like sure. read this you and come back. back to me. or Yeah. Yeah. So I was like always coming back. It's like an episode of 24. Yeah. It's always a cliffhanger. Always like, yeah. Back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I always felt like that. I was like, did he do that on purpose? Like, we're definitely leaving this on a cliffhanger. Like, he's left yeah. me a book to read or a video to watch and come back to him with a review or, like, it just never, yeah, it just always mm-hmm. felt like the book was left open to come back to. Mm-hmm. And and when we would talk, you know, we talk for hours and I'd just leave those conversations feeling so invigorated and just really seen and understood. And, you, you know, it was hard for me to find that. So um, eventually I found out that, when I wanted to go to India was monsoon season. So it wasn't a good time to go. And I mentioned this to him and he was sort of like in a knowing sort of way. He was like, perfect. There's a festival in August. Come here instead, come to Romania. And I was like, perfect. It's meant to be. That's why this is it. I'm meant to be going here. Right. Um, And so I'm pretty, I can be impulsive, and but when I know what I want to do, I, I just go ahead and I do it. So I booked it. I was like, yep, I'm coming. I'm coming right. to Romania. And wow. he said, this is going to have everything that you're looking for and more. And he's like, it's not like, you know, they've, they've commercialized, you know, the Western society has commercialized yoga. It's just hot pants and lycra. You know, this is this is the real thing. This is <laughs> Did the you real say yoga. hot pants and lycra? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. I love you, Ashley. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that's like where his exact words. And, that's hilarious. And, yeah. and and like here I was like going to like my like body balance classes like next door at my gym and being like I'm really enjoying this but I know I'm not supposed to because it's Western commercialized but it's really nice <laughs> and I love it. How and dare you? Like, how dare you enjoy that? I know. How dare I enjoy this blend of Tai Chi and Pilates and, <laughs> and vinyasa? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but he's like, this will be the real thing. And so I started taking online classes yeah. um, and these are, were like two-hour classes because the this cult is huge. They have tentacles all over Europe, North and South America, Asia. Wow. They did at one point have a school in Australia. I don't think they do anymore. 
they have kind of pop-up schools, I think, too. Like in India, they have mm. pop-up schools in that, you know, kind of busy season in Rishikesh where all the vulnerable people are wandering past. And then, you know, serendipity, they find this place, which is exactly what happened to one of my, to that friend, I think, actually. I think he was traveling and mm. he stumbled across the group. Um, Wait, how many people would you guesstimate either were in the group or are still in the group? I don't know where I'm pulling this figure from, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm sure I saw somewhere 40,000. Okay. I think you're right, because I, I, d- I did a little research, yeah. and it's right around that number. I was just curious if if that's what you thought as well. Yeah. I okay. think I, my head keeps thinking 40,000, but I don't know where I pulled that from. Mm. Which is huge. That's huge. Right? In yeah. any regard, anything close to that is is huge and disturbing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And to think that there's still just operating, mm. working their operation, doing what they're doing. And because, you know, 40,000 people, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Sure. Which means very elaborate smoke screens. And, which, yeah, but to your point, which you mentioned earlier, they're very litigious because I did look on the the website that you shared with me. And yeah, there is a there is a warning on their website that if you say anything negative about them, they will come after you. Wow. So yeah. subtle. They're so yeah. subtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so subtle. So subtle. Um, and, you know, the one, like w- the school that I went to in the UK, registered charity, the Ugh. Royal Charity Commission. Turns yeah. my stomach. It turns my stomach. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, but it's just mind boggling, right? You think of it and you're just like, how is this happening? How has no one stopped this yet? But there's so many reasons why, but that's, we'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. So TikTok, 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 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> where was I up to? You were up to the, um, your so friend your, your had friend stumbled. You, you have to go to this. Um, uh, uh, oh, Roma- festival. No, festival in Romania. In Romania. Festival. Yeah. Festival in Romania. Yeah. So I was taking classes online and I was like, some of this stuff seems a little bit weird. Um but then I would research it and it'd be kind of like related to practices related to yoga and stuff. And I said, oh, no, it'll be all right. I'm just being paranoid. I told myself I was being paranoid. Like um, they they teach you like quite early on the practice of, um, I don't know if I can remember the word, right? Vamana Dauti, which is like where you drink a heap of water and then vomit it. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, I don't know that. I've not heard of that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So initially it's like, well, this could be potentially damaging for people that have eating disorders and that sort of thing. But then I was like, and I was like, Oh, uh, this is, this is really not for me. I really don't fancy <laughs> vomiting. Like yeah. when I vomit, I cry. Like I literally cry. And right. like, that's an emotional release. That's healthy. And I was like, I think I'm crying because I just hate vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that. It could be that like, simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was reading about it. Uh, so then I like did a deep dive, like reading about it, and it is a, it is a, I guess some on some level legitimized practice um, in India and part of, I, I think it's some sort of yogic lineage or something like that. Hmm. So, so there was some there was some things that I and you know the, the readings there was sometimes things in there that I thought were a bit weird, but I was like, no, you need to be committed to this. And even while I was traveling, I would you know be in the Greek islands. And I would 
instead of going out for dinner with my friend, I'd be like, I've got to, I've got to go back to my yoga class. Like I'm just going to head back to my yoga class for two hours and then I'll come meet you and we'll go out and party, which I wasn't really enjoying partying because my mind felt guilty for it because mm. I was meant to be, you know, spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that in the school, you know, I'd probably eventually have to give up drinking. And I was like, I'm just not ready for that yet. But, you know, and I, I was really felt really guilty. Right. And so, so, and, so, so, were they positioning yeah. themselves kind of as like the serious yoga program compared to uh, everyone else? Like, like they they were going back to the the roots of it all. Like, the, uh, I know yeah. it's a very it's a very typical cultic thing of like we've cracked the code. This is the yeah. real deal. Everyone else is yeah. fake and not authentic, um, and yeah. So was it? Was it? Did yeah. it have? Did it have kind of that sort of tone? Definitely. There was yeah. definitely a sense of superiority, a bit yeah. of a superiority right. complex mm. there. Yeah. Like we've, we've got, and you know, there's other schools and, and they were adamant, no, you can find, you can find things other where, other where, other places. Is that even a word? Other where, yeah. other places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. can find things in other places, right. but, um, but this place has everything. This place has right. all, this is a, just a never ending. This is um, Pandora's box, you know, like you just, there's just, everything you could possibly hope for. They have it here. They have Ayurveda, like Ayurvedic Mm -hmm. medicine, yoga, meditation, Christian influences, Hindu, Buddhist influence. Although they were quite, um, there was proper, like in these propaganda books they put out, they actually said that um, they put themselves above Buddhism. They actually said Mm. that the Buddha was incomplete and the Buddha missed a step, but their guru got the step. That the <laughs> of course he did. Oh, so that's interesting. So they, so they so they were positioning the guru as he's the one that's kind of created all of this, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, very much like on the same level as as Jesus is what I the impression I got. And they they Jesus had his place in the cult because it had Christian influences, but I would a hundred percent think that they would that this guru is is put on the same level, right? Yeah. And whenever you talk about, mm. you know, oh, but he's had some run-ins with the law and, you know, <laughs> kind of wanted wanted person. He's, he's and, being you know, persecuted by the world because they're not ready to hear what he has to say, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyone who, you know, why are they so afraid of him? They say, you know, obviously they're so terrified of him because he holds the truth. And look what happened to Jesus. Right. Of course. Say, look what happened to Jesus. Oh, yes. And Familiar territory. when you're reading... Yeah, when you're reading a lot of new age literature or, and even the good stuff, you know, it does say if you start to evolve and grow and develop, you will have to leave people behind and people will crucify you for it. So it all checks out. You, get, you right. go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And the, I, I, I remember another one that I read was when the, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right, emerges. And uh, that's also very that exact quote. Very dangerous yep. to hear, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. So I, I, I remember that guy saying that to me. Yeah. And at the time I was like, yeah, the yeah. teacher's appeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's so similar it's I mean, the, in all of our it's groups. All the same thing. So, yeah, so, like, so you get to Romania, right? Is that is that you, if you if you started doing the classes? I mean, where where are you at this? Yeah, point? I was doing, I was doing the online classes, and then I got to Romania, and there was a um, I got invited to stay in this kind of exclusive women's ashram because okay. they they can separate the men and the women under the guise of tantra. And that was the other thing too. Like some people 
were looking for Tantra or Tantra yoga. Mm -hmm. I was not. I just wanted yoga. And I would often say to people, I was like, I didn't go looking for Tantra. Tantra Mm -hmm. found me. I I didn't want anything to do with it. I just wanted to practice yoga. But no, and, and they had now, they had now yoga for the audience's sake. How how would you define tantra as right. what they were pitching? Tantra is about love. Mm-hmm. They would say, and they'd say people immediately hear the word tantra and they think about sex and they're like that's not what tantra is about. And they're like tantra is about love, and it's about integrating the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual path. Um, they talked about. I think they say they practice like the white tantra or something like that. And they don't even use the word sex. Like it's like a bit taboo. Like there's only lovemaking right. and it's all about um, opening your heart and living presently and living in the moment and falling in love with life kind of thing. That's All, how they pitch it. Although on the website now it, it uses the word eroticism with tantra, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Yeah, there is. I guess there is, there definitely is, there, and but people go looking for that, right? There are people that Correct. are that are seeking that. Well, they're that using that to themselves. draw the people in that are interested in that, like you said, that are seeking it. So that's just a fish. Exactly. It's a fishing word for them. Ooh, we yeah, have, we exactly. have eroticism here. Oh, let me check that out. Yeah, right. Yeah, what's it called? Sacred sacred sexuality. Right, right. Um, and people are really drawn to that. I mm-hmm. personally wasn't. I was I was just looking for the yoga because I was. I have a history of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be on my medication anymore. And so I'd stopped taking my medication, which was another vulnerability there, I guess, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's sort of been told like, you probably need to be on it for the rest of your life. I'm like, I don't want to be, I want to be um, natural. Right. right. Sure. Sure. I, I had come off the medication and, and they kind of promote that too. Like you don't want to be taking medications. You need to be natural. And, I've gone off on a tangent. I can't remember what I was no, saying now. No, but uh, you, you've got you, you've gotten to uh, Romania. How long how long was your commitment yeah. to be in Romania? Like, was it for a month? You were saying it was initially? a month. Okay. Yeah, it was a month. Yeah. So, I ended up in this secret women's ashram that's meant right. to kind of teach you how to become a woman. You know, okay. step into your womanhood, become Shakti, embody Shakti, and be be this incredible powerful feminine force energy whatever right and it's all secret secret you don't know what you're getting into until you get in there and get there and you take vows on the bible and the vows are like on your health and your spiritual evolution that you would never share anything that happens there full fear-mongering like just instilling all this fear in you and you read all of that out and then and also just to like preface this by saying i'd quit my job at this point so i didn't have a job I had booked flights for a month's time. Oh, right. Just lost my earbud. Um, <laughs> yes, I'd booked, <laughs> I'd booked flights for a month's time. Right. I didn't have a job. Um, so I couldn't just leave, if that makes sense. And I was on a spiritual you know, journey as well, so I couldn't just leave. Right. Makes so total sense. I did all, yeah. I did all of those um, vows and things like that and they're like okay cool so now take your clothes off um and we'll have to get photos of you so that he can read your aura and i was like okay uh and uh, hold (laughs) up (laughs) what and then they give you like these this kind of page it's like and if you have a problem with nudity here's all of this kind of old literature on like nudity and if you have a problem with it, it's kind of your problem. It's your problem. You know, you should probably be reconsidering whether you, you know, belong here. If you have a problem with nudity, like you shouldn't 
basically kind of low-key threatening to kick you out. Right. You sure, sure. And I couldn't afford to be, to be kicked out because by being there, I was getting the camp for free, which I was saving hundreds of euros. I was mm-hmm. getting free accommodation. I was getting free food. So every I was saving a lot of money by being there. And I was like, I can't just leave. Also, because it was like 10 o'clock at night. Right. I can't just leave. Right, and, you know, right. Oh, I get it. I get it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, and yeah, and, and there's the understanding that everyone else has done this, right? right. I mean that this is just exactly. what everybody does. And so the peer, if, the peer and, pressure element's right. massive. And if you're truly spiritual, yeah. shouldn't bother you, right? What's yeah. your problem? Exactly. You're not it's your, your body. You're, your spirit. You're not your body. It's just your right. ego. Yeah. 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 I know. And this, it's, know it's these your tactics. problem. Yeah. 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 And it's your ego. Yeah. You know, you right. Need to, if you have a problem with it, it's because it's your ego. You need to kind of keep right. going higher. Oh, yeah. So I stripped all my clothes off. They photographed me, you know, front on, side on, like turn around, like, you know, just you're just standing there feeling extremely vulnerable. But you're like, it's okay. I'm evolving. I'm getting I'm right. Better. Right. Um, even though your body is going, this is not right. This is, yeah. I don't feel good about this. But then your mind is, you, there's a disjoint there. And they are like kind of teaching you these thought suppression strategies, you know, surrender, surrender. Yeah. So, and then they give you kind of pages that you have to read three times of rules and kind of things. I can't even remember them. It was late at night. But then also not just the photos, then you have to get videos as well. So you sort of, they said they're doing the filming at eight o'clock in the morning and all the girls line up and you have to go into a room and they, they get you to do some weird machine where like the, this thing turns and you got to put your hands over it. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Um, but it's meant to read your energy. And so for some reason you have to be naked for that. So you sit of there course and they you film do. you using it. Of course it. you yeah. do. Would make no yeah. sense yeah. if you weren't, right? Wow. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Because, because he has to be able to read your aura was right. the reason. He needs to be able to read your aura. And I was like, if he was... Uh, super evolved and not actually a human because he's a master. Wouldn't he be able to read my aura? Right, right. with your clothes on. <laughs> but but critical thinking isn't working too well at that point, is it? No. Yeah, yeah. And also, I, you know, I couldn't leave. I didn't, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, and then, like, you sort of have to, like, do a spin. Like, I think you have to turn, like, three times one way, three times the other way. And, and then they are giving you a microphone and you have to say like your name and your date of birth and where you're from, like all your identifying information as well, as well as the ever important star sign and your ascendant because <laughs> astrology, huge astrology. Influence oh, in my, my group too. That was, yeah, that was a big, mm. yeah. Yeah. I did okay. read that Hoyt. Um, yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, us too. <laughs> and so, so that they was, didn't, I remember. So, so what's, what's interesting. Yeah, so we, so you were, you were there for a month or you stayed longer. Uh, how much longer did you stay there? I was there for a, there for a month. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, Just think, from a, I think yeah. one of the things that, that we always try to talk about is there's plenty of weird stuff going on for sure. And, and whenever we tell these stories, because you're using the word cult, we all know crazy weird stuff happens, but there's also good things happening. And I think it's always important to offset the picture for the audience that it's just not weird stuff. There's other good things happening, which does keep you hanging in, right? I mean, it's it's a. Yeah. I, I read one of the quotes that you had said that you know you felt split in two, and I think that's a lot of what people don't realize that there's a real push and pull that goes on, and there's yeah. things that are drawing you to it, and there are things that are making you uncomfortable. But that's a real inner battle that's happening. Yeah. So. So I think it's helpful yep. to tell the audience some of the things that were going that you liked and, and, and kept you kind of there to some extent and hopeful that 
somehow this is going to work out. Yeah, that's a really good point, Hoyt, because there were draw cards there. But I think I was already feeling extremely, extremely vulnerable at this point. And there was a lot that I was feeling uncomfortable with. There were good things, but I think the good things were probably more outweighed by the fear at this point. I was mm. afraid that leaving would be deviating or abandoning the spiritual path. And that right. was more terrifying to me than persisting through it and trying to kind of push through the ego. So right. when you think about like positive reinforcement in terms of like chasing the carrot, chasing the reward and the positive things and being positively reinforced with good, right? it definitely at this point it started to shift to more of a negative reinforcement of avoiding something negative by leaving. I was afraid to leave. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And I, so, I, I know uh, that very uh, well. Uh, that's completely, that's, I, yeah. I, that's part of my 20 year journey. I was terrified to leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same, yeah. same yeah. here. Almost identical. Yeah. 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 Because I felt like reality had been pulled out from underneath. I mean, this is, we're not even like halfway there to, to the real kind of breaking point for me, but like it, even at this point I was sort of thinking, what's real, who can I trust? Mm. You know, I, I do, can I trust myself? I don't know if I can, can I trust this friend? Mm. I think yeah. I can. Can I trust all my you know mainstream friends and family? No, I can't trust them. Right. I, I couldn't trust anyone. And, and yeah, I, and I, I didn't I, want to leave the spiritual path. Yeah. No, I think I think the uh, the analogy of the uh, the Matrix works well. These th you, you I, I certainly know it. And we had the Matrix wasn't out when I when we mm -hmm. I was in the group, but when I reflected back on it, it was really yeah. You know, I felt like they had pulled me out of the Matrix, and that yeah, anything I associated with my former life was right. was the problem. So uh, you know, yeah, this is this is the the inner battle you go through of. Like you're saying, I think the most damaging part is when you you're you're not, you don't feel safe trusting your own thoughts. I mean, that's a really really awful place to be in, you know. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, and I exactly the same. I think that analogy. You know what? The guy, the friend that pulled me into the cult, used the Matrix. He used the Matrix analogy. <laughs> no, I'm he sure. encouraged me to watch the Matrix. Yeah. You know, as part of my spiritual practice. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 100% yeah. Surprise. that's what it was surprise, like. Surprise, surprise. We we watched it yeah. at our group, had it, had it up yeah. on the big screen, had thousands of people yeah. watching The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think The Matrix knew how much they were doing to, to uh, aw awaken world. those who were out and then reinforce the people who were in. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a double-edged sword. You know, we are <laughs> thankful to those Matrix people, but boy, it, that thing has been used for good and, and uh, evil. Yeah. Both and both. Good, right? good and evil. Yeah, yeah. It was like used to decondition and then quick recondition. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now we're coming up. We're some, coming up to the the some of the exciting stuff, right? As because yeah, well, ex exciting, Very well, exciting. exciting as far as like you know moving towards your freedom. But I think we're going to um, keep. As, speaking of cliffhangers, I think we're going to leave that for the next episode because uh, oh, we, sure. we've only got a a few more minutes left here. So why don't we uh, leave the audience wanting to know. What happened? What happened? Oh, oh, that's that's such this. a mean trick. Yes. <laughs> that's a terrible doing this. Now I feel really bad. Oh yeah, it's uh, this is you know, listen. We 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 know people's attention spans are only so long, so we try to give yeah. them some morsels, and then we'll give them uh, the dessert uh, when they tune back in for the next episode. But but in saying that, I can like rationalize it to myself by saying the message is important, so I need to keep you hooked because. The message is important. It yeah, is. There's a purpose. Yes, that, exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. That's a right. great point. Okay, so Ashley, so I will I will bookend this with our, our quote of the day. 
And then we'll we'll come back with, with part two. Okay. There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Aristotle. And I have to tell you, Ashley, I, I can't wait to finish out, you know, our talk here, but I'm I'm so grateful and I know Hoyt is. I'm so enjoying speaking with you. And I'm just so thrilled that you are one of those people that's willing to do something and not be one of the, you know, nothing doers and that you're taking what you've been through and what you've learned and you're turning it into something that can help so many people. So I I applaud you. You are amazing. And I can't wait to come back. So stay tuned, everyone. That's right. Keep making the lemonade. Keep making the lemonade out of those. Out of those lemons. Out of those lemons. All right. We'll see everybody for the next episode. This see is, you next thank you, time. With another episode of, of What, what the, the Flock. flock.